Welcome back, OTRs, to another exciting cutting-edge episode. In today's episode, we're going to review an article that was brought to my attention by one of my peers. And this peer was listening to a CE online CE article or online CE event where they talked about this high fertility cycle, which comes from research that was published in 2018 by Michigan State. And the researchers found five major conclusions in the study. And again, the cutting edge is focused on dessert first, cherry on top, giving you the information that really matters first. So let's give you these conclusions and then we'll roll into the rest of the podcast. The first conclusion was that cows become pregnant before 130 days in milk. Those animals that are pregnant before 130 days in milk have a greater chance of maintaining or gaining body condition score in the first 30 days in milk of the subsequent lactation. Number two, those animals who did this, who were pregnant before 130 days in milk, again, increase the likelihood of body condition score maintenance and enhance conception rates at first and subsequent AIs, as well as had reduced pregnancy loss from 35 to 60 days in milk. The third point the authors found was that the use of fertility programs at first timed AI is critical to maintaining the high fertility cycle. Other things that are important were early detection and timely resynchronization of open cattle. The fourth major conclusion they found was that reducing the chance of body condition score loss at parturition reduces the chance of health issues in the periparturitan animal. It appears that the high fertility cycle may positively impact health issues in periparturitan animals. Even though fertility impacts health issues, the reverse was not true. Health issues appeared to have no impact on conception rates in any parity of cow. Finally, the researchers concluded that this study supported a hypothesis known as the Trivers-Willard hypothesis, which I will review further and is a very interesting insight into maintaining proper heifer inventory ratios on our dairies. So stay tuned, OTRs, to hear a little bit more about the high fertility cycle. So the real challenge is, how do veterinarians like us, who don't have the time, resources, or financial backing of a multi-million dollar company, who are faced with irregular work schedules, on-calls, and emergencies, how can we facilitate our own personal and professional growth so we can continue to offer superior service to our clients while still remaining competitive in today's market? That is the challenge, and this podcast will provide you the roadmap to its solution. I'm your host, Dr. Eric, and welcome to Operators to Owners. Welcome back, OTRs. I'm really excited to talk to you guys today about the high fertility cycle and this specific study. And this study came out in 2018 and was done by the Michigan State University, specifically by Middleton, Manila, and Persley. They've done some other related studies like this, but this study's objective was to gain a greater understanding of the association between previous caveat interval and body condition change during the first 30 days in milk and their relationship to subsequent fertility and health variables and sex ratio at birth. They kind of had a secondary objective as well, and that was to describe how body condition changes and other measurements in first parity cows were associated with fertility and health variables. So like we always kind of do here, we're going to talk about some interesting background information before we briefly touch on methods and then get right into conclusions and some of my thoughts on this study. 
Some of the background information we've got here is we got Dominic in 1997. This is an older one. Moria in 2000 and Santos in 2009 all showed that low body condition score or overall loss of body condition score after parturition causes fewer pregnancies per AI. Carvello in 2014 reinforced this concept by showing that gain or maintenance of body condition score significantly increased conception rates versus those animals who lost body condition score. Many previous studies have also shown that changes in body condition score can impact postpartum health events, such as, you know, twinning dystocia, RPs, ketosis, metritis, even DAs. And Du and Martin in 1984 also showed that a singular clinical event in a previous lactation may predispose that animal to another event in future lactations. And this was especially true of animals experiencing mastitis and metabolic disease events. Another interesting background fact is that body condition score profiles are mere images of lactation curves. And this was proven by Barry in 2006 and Roche in 2007. This proves that extended calving intervals cause overconditioning in cows and a subsequent loss of more body condition score. And Ruig in um, 1995 and Heuer in 1999 showed this as well. This change was also shown in 2015 by Shahid to carry an increased mortality risk as well. Another interesting piece of background information is the BRIT hypothesis, which was established in 1992 that states that cows losing body condition score have lower progesterone levels and poor fertility than cows that maintained or gained body condition score. And finally, bringing this all together, Meadows in 2005 proved that in order for an individual or herd to maintain a 13-month calving interval, they cannot be left open for more than 115 days in milk. And that's an important thing to think about when we're thinking about establishing the foundation for maintaining this 130-day in milk and pregnant by 130-day in milk range that we'll talk about from this study. So what were some of the methods that Middleton, Manella, and Persley used? In March 2016 through June 2017, they conducted this study on a 1,000 cow dairy that was milking three times a day. And I'll try and do a better job here in the future for you guys of giving you kigs and pounds so that my international listeners can understand as well. So this herd averaged 92 pounds or 42 kigs overall. The researchers enrolled 851 cows into the actual study and they broke them down into four groups. They broke them down into basically lactation one animals that maintained or gained body condition score, lactation one animals that lost body condition score, and then multiparous animals that maintained or gained body condition score and multiparous animals that lost body condition score. Within those groups, they monitored body condition score by a tenth of a point weekly pre-calving starting at 25 days pre-fresh. And then again, after the animal calved, they monitored body condition score at seven days in milk and 30 days in milk. They also monitored previous calving interval, gestation length, periparturitin health events, sire net merit and milk production and again like we talked about in the last cutting edge episode i'm no longer going to go through point by point of all the results instead we're going to jump right to the conclusions and i'm going to provide you guys some of my thoughts on the research now getting into the conclusions for this study there were five major conclusions the first 
cows that became pregnant before 130 days in milk have a greater chance of maintaining or gaining body condition score in the first 30 days of milk of the subsequent lactation. The second, maintaining this less than 130 day in milk pregnancy cycle, also known as the high fertility cycle, and increasing the likelihood of body condition score maintenance or gain will enhance conception rates at first and subsequent AIs and reduce pregnancy loss 35 to 60 days carried calf. The third point, using fertility programs at first AI is critical to maintaining the high fertility cycle, as is the early detection and timely resynchronization of open cattle. The fourth point, reducing the chance of body condition score loss at parturition reduces the chance of health issues in the periparturitin animal. It appears that the high fertility cycle may positively impact health issues in the periparturitin animal. Even though fertility impacted health issues, the reverse was not true. Health issues appear to have no effect on conception rates in cows. Finally, they found that they partially supported the Trivers-Willard hypothesis that states that cattle that maintained or gained body condition during the first 30 days in milk were more apt to have male calves. Very, very interesting conclusions in this study. Let me give you some thoughts on some of the results that they had here. First of all, interestingly, in this study, about 80% of animals in the herd, the thousand cow herd that they did the research in, lost body condition score during the first 30 days in milk. The researchers also found that cows that had a calving to pregnancy interval of less than 130 days in milk were actually 75% more likely to maintain body condition score into the next lactation than those that didn't. The percentages being 28% that maintained versus 16% that didn't when they were looked at in that for less than 130 window and greater than 130 window. This further established the positive benefits of early conception and early fertility. Timed AI programs and early lactation are obviously quite critical to maintaining this high fertility cycle and work by reducing the chance for elevated body condition scores from extended lactations, which again have been proven to be at higher risk for body condition score loss in the subsequent lactation. Proving the inverse correlation between milk production and reproduction, the authors found that cows that lost body condition score had higher milk production at 30 and 60 days in milk than those who maintained. Now, this may have important economic trade-offs when we're considering the impact in herds experiencing high levels of reproductive success currently. Muddying that consideration a little bit further is the fact that the authors found that cows that maintained or gained would have less late lactation days and less chance of treatment and being called in subsequent lactations. So it's very kind of muddied what the economic impact of this might be. So maybe as a light exercise, let's consider the economics of milk production versus reproduction. And this study showed that those prima paris cows losing body condition score peaked at about 15.4 pounds or seven kgs higher than those who gained or maintained their actual body condition score. And multi paris cows who lost body condition score peaked at 6.6 pounds or three kgs higher than those who gained or maintained body condition score. If we assume $16 milk and that one pound of peak milk equals approximately 200 pounds more milk over the lactation, then in heifers, 
in that low body condition score, that loss of body condition score group, would make 3,000 pounds more milk approximately. And cows in that low body condition or that loss of body condition score group made about 1,300 more pounds of milk. And if that's $16 milk, that equates to about $480 in heifers and $208 in cows. I think that's an important exercise to consider when you begin to contemplate the positive benefits of this improved repro versus the economics of the milk drop. And again, there's not to say that there's not health and culling benefits as well. It's just that this is a number that you definitely need to keep in mind, especially in our herds where we have outstanding reproductive success already. Another thing to consider is, interestingly, the authors also found that those animals with greater sire net merits had a greater chance to maintain and gain body condition score during the first 30 days in milk. The research also showed that multiparous cows who maintained or gained had greater first service conception rates up to 12% overall. So while we're on kind of this money or economic note, I think it's important to note that we do know that a point of conception rate roughly from a 1985 study by Marsh is worth $2.44 to $3.32 in 2020 dollars. So again, not a huge economic impact versus the lost milk, but if we start to factor in health implications as well as culling effects might become significant. It also appears that this effect of increased conception rate carried out across all animals in the study in first and subsequent breedings as seen via, via the survival analysis that they did in the statistical portion of this research. Now, flying in the face of my daily complaints of why are we breeding this fat cow that I can barely get my arm in, the researchers found that there is no relationship between body condition score and first service conception rates. Again, there is no relationship between body condition score and first service conception rates. Additionally, researchers found that there was no statistical link between milk production at 30 or 60 days in milk and first service conception rates. This is very interesting as I feel I often assume that our heavy producers are you know, less fertile, but this may be more of a component of how much body condition that animal can handle and not lose versus actual milk production or body condition score at the time of breeding. Very important kind of caveat here that they point out in this study. Again, that it's not the body condition score, it's the actual loss that has the impact. Lending a little bit more interest to the study was also the fact that they found that a loss in body condition score in the first 30 days in milk increased pregnancy loss rates from 30 to 60 days carried calf by about 8% regardless of previous health events. Again, current body condition score at 30 days in milk had no impact on this pregnancy loss. Again, supporting the finding that we just discussed that body condition loss is the true measure or true driver of these reproductive factors, not current body condition score. The authors also proved that there's a significant link between body condition loss and disease incidence of at least one peripartritin disease. Those who maintained or gained body condition score had fewer single disease events, 6% versus 13%, and fewer multiple disease events, 1 versus 7%. Body condition loss was related to incidences of ketosis, 
DA, and metritis, but was not related to dystocia. This lends itself to the chicken or the egg hypothesis of does negative energy balance cause disease or does disease cause negative energy balance? And in this case, it's probably a little bit of both. Again, the author also found that there was no relationship between body condition score at calving and health events. It was all again tied to the loss of body condition score, not actual beginning body condition score. Another interesting point that the author found was that longer gestation lengths were associated with greater body condition score losses and lower conception rate at first service. And I think this is something a little bit more concerning to me when I begin to think about the longer gestation periods I'm seeing in some of my dairy cattle that are carrying beef calves. They tend to go over due dates quite frequently. And that's probably a trend that we're going to need to monitor in the dairy industry and see if it actually affects reproduction or not. Now, there's also the economics again playing in there. So how much does it affect positively or negatively versus the value of that beef calf will be up in air as well. The researchers also found conversely that shorter gestation lengths were associated with higher incidence of health events, which is unsurprising given the negative impacts of abortion events that most of us already know. One last point that's interesting to me and discusses a hypothesis I've never heard about is the author's reinforcement of the Trivers and Willard hypothesis. And I kind of teased this in the introduction. This hypothesis suggests that when a female in a species loses condition and that species has variable reproductive success between the sexes, the subsequent offspring from that breeding is more likely to be female. Whereas if the dam had greater body condition score or greater body condition score gains, she's more likely to deliver a male. In fact, in this study, they showed that animals who lost zero points of body condition score had a predicted probability of having a male calf of 0.6 versus animals who lost up to a point of body condition score who had a predicted probability of having a male calf of 0.3 with a p-value equal to 0.4. So obviously statistically significant and reinforcing this hypothesis, but it's a really interesting hypothesis that I've never heard before that might be able to justify some of the increases in overall male calving rates I have on some of my dairies. Now, I feel the last thing I want to interject um, in my thoughts section here is that this study would be very interesting if it would have been done in conjunction with some body weight data or scaled data and how many pounds an animal lost or how many kicks an animal lost. I think that that would allow farms to have a little bit more actionable data, which would require less training, less time, and having more consistency overall. Hopefully, maybe future studies will consider the addition of a scale as well as a body condition score evaluation and compare the two and see how they correlate because that would be much more timely, much more quick and require a lot more training on our operations. The last thing I want to introduce is if you go to our operators to owners.com forward slash Facebook, you can join our Facebook group. And in that Facebook group, you're going to find an article summary. And this time what I'm doing is I'm actually having an infographic summary which contains three actionable points, as well as the five key findings from the study. And right now I'm gonna give you the three actionable points, but this is a nice little infographic that if you have people who aren't listening to this episode at your clinic, 
but you want to convey the information, you can print this out and give them access. So I'll have this up in our Facebook group. So please reach out and join us um, for some discussion as well as access to this document. Now, my big three actionable points that I've got coming out of the study is number one, the formal monitoring and maintenance of body condition score in dairy cattle could provide important information about cow health and may help us determine earlier and more aggressive reproductive interventions, as well as health plan interventions to the point where we might be able to even tailor things to very specific subgroups within our individual herds. Something that's worth considering, and I'm really throwing around now on some of my bigger dairies is, do we train somebody or do I do this for them um, to make some more actionable decisions? Number two, the implementation of early lactation first service synchronization protocols on dairies no matter if they're a 15 cow dairy or a 400, 4,500 cow dairy is absolutely key to maintaining this high fertility cycle. It's absolutely critical. We get as many cows pregnant as possible prior to 130 days in milk to maintain the positive effects of this cycle. Finally, my third key action point for you guys is that in terms of culling to maintain or establish high fertility or get into this high fertility cycle, if you're selecting animals, it doesn't matter if that cow is fat or what her current milk production is as much as if she lost body condition score in the first 30 days in milk. Now, I'm not inviting people to try and call their way into good repro, but if you're going to go about that as one of the many strategies you might use to help improve your repro, making sure you select for the right criteria is going to be absolutely critical. Thank you everyone for joining me for another Cutting Edge episode. Again, I'm learning as much as you guys are as I'm reading these articles and I'm trying to provide you as much information with all, without all the minutia of actually reading the scientific article and giving you some actionable points you can take home to your clinic and to your clients. So if you like this, please click below, give me a ranking, give me a review, give me some comments, join our Facebook group, interact with our community. We'd love to see you around. Until next time, OTRs, carry on. If you like this content and want more, you can stop by the Operator's Owner's website at otovets.com. There you can sign up for our community at otovets.com forward slash Facebook. You can also consume some of our original content at the blog at otovets.com forward slash blog. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll catch you next time, OTRs.